Welcome inside the Locked On Senators podcast presented by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. I'm Ross Levitan with Brandon Pillar today. Lots to get to. Great feedback on the goaltending aspect of the Sens organization. We've ranked them by potential. Well, we're going to move on to the defense today. We're doing it in tiers. So we're going to argue. We've got a few discrepancies between our lists. And we're going to hold off on the Sense Central draft rankings until Monday so we can have the full crew available. But we do have a Sense Central citizen. It's Laleem's Marsh and all that and more. This is the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day. Today is Friday, July 10th. Pillsy, we're one day closer to NHL hockey. And I'm going to say that every show until the NHL comes back. We're getting closer and closer and closer, and I can't wait to just be stuck on the couch all day long and uh, watching hockey, and I can't wait. I have all this money stuck in my Bet365 account just waiting and waiting for some action, so that's also something I'm definitely looking forward to. Yeah, so am I. We do have one correction from the last episode as well. I don't know why. I must have seen it on Twitter. I said that the... Conference finals and finals will be in Edmonton. That's yet to be decided. However, I think Edmonton is the leading favorite on that. So we're going to get more back into the NHL coming back. Of course, there's tons of excitement around that. The draft continues to loom large. But we had some fun on today's episode. For our Send Central citizen, Laleem's Martian, who's going to stay anonymous, uh, joined us. And he's doing something cool. It's a giveaway on his Twitter account, so go follow him there. Uh, This one today, it's for a Clark MacArthur bobblehead. It's going down at 5 p.m. tonight as we record on July 10th. So pause the episode, go there, put in your favorite senator's memory, and I ask him what his is. So uh, stay tuned for that a little bit later. And then, yeah, you get yourself in the running for a Clark MacArthur bobblehead and that looks tons sweet, more giveaways. By the way. Man, he's got a great account, Pilsy. Did you see the. Um, he had a tweet today. You know, the meme that's going around? It's like the movie villain, but the right. real villain. So it said the movie villain, Danny Heatley, but the real villain. Corey Clouston. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, a lot of Sens fans would have rather kept Danny Heatley over Corey Clouston, so that's that's probably accurate. Yeah, the ever-famous, my role is being diminished quote from Heatley after being put on the second power play unit by Corey Clouston. Hey, just you don't put an all-star on the second unit. No, you certainly don't. Um, and you don't put an all-star or potential all-star in the second tier of what we're going to do today, Pillsy. A little... Um, tier rankings we're going to do with the Senators defense their entire system by potential so not what they are today but what they project to be in the next two to five years and we do want to let a couple people off to the sides Ron Hainsey and Andreas Englund will not make this list as pending restricted and unrestricted free agents maybe even both I'm not sure if Englund's restricted or not I think he's restricted okay um, I'd be Surprised, although the depth in the send system, which we'll get to, um, maybe yeah, could use the extra bodies. And if, if he wants to sign a one way HL contract or maybe get another game or two, but be a depth piece, sure, if, if he wants. But they're going to be out of our rankings just for the sake of it. Um, the way that the rankings will work is it goes to five, is just an AHL depth piece. Four would be a fringe NHLer or a top tier defenseman in the American Hockey League. And then three, a bottom tier, a top six defenseman at the NHL level. Tier two project to be a top four defenseman. 
And number one, the King Daddy Topper, the top pairing NHL defenseman. I'll give you a hint. That guy is already a bona fide NHL star. So without further ado, Pilsy, let's knock off that AHL depth first. Who's in tier five on your list? Yeah, so tier five for me, uh, you got Jonathan Asperot, which... You know, he had a really good rookie season in Belleville, and uh, that's why the Senators rewarded him with that contract. But I just, I don't know how much potential he has to uh, really climb much higher, which is, isn't is a bad thing. I mean, you need solid guys down in the AHL. I can see him being in Belleville. I think he was sort of a fan favorite, and he got along uh, really well with the guys on the team. I can see him kicking around in Belleville for quite a long time. I mean, I think he's only 21 years old, so he's young, but... I'd like to see him hang around for a while and maybe even pick up some sort of leadership role because we talked about it before the show, the amount of defenseman movement and transactions that Belleville had to deal with last season was absolutely ridiculous. So if you can get a solid guy to hang around like Jonathan Asperot, I think that's uh, that's a good move for the Sens and for him. Yeah, only 16 defensemen, only 16 only. defensemen played for the Belleville Senators and only, um, well, three of them played two or less games. So 13 of them played five or more games with the Belleville Senators. So you need AHL depth. The schedule's grueling. Ottawa had some injuries on the back end with guys coming in and out of the lineup. So lots of bodies going up and down and also being released and re-signed from AHL-only contracts. So Jonathan Aspero, yeah, I'd say he, he has certainly earned another year in Belleville if that's the way that he wants to go with his career. 16 points, a plus 39 rating sorry 39 pimps he was um he was a plus 14 but still really solid back there um moving on to hubert labrie as well another veteran guy he earned that one-way nhl money towards the end of the season i hope he gets to see a, a fair chunk of that with the cancellation that's a uh, tough timing on his part but another good depth piece not sure if we'd say he'll be back though with uh, the the other side of 30. I think he'll be 33 going into next year's training camp. So moving on to number four, your fringe NHL AHL. All right. So, and this is a funny list because it kind of includes two tiers in one, right? Like a fringe NHL and then a top pair AHL. So you can bounce either way here. Um, are we gonna? Are we ranking them in the tiers, or everyone in the tier is just assumed to be a similar rank? Yeah, I think it's more or less going to be similar. Okay, cool, cool. Well, I'll start with my first one then, Max Lajoie. Ross, a lot of people got really, really, really excited about Lajoie two years ago when he had seven points in six games in the NHL. I think he was the top uh, point getter for like it was like two weeks to start yeah, that season defensemen. off. Yeah, amongst defensemen. So. People thought he was going to uh, really blow up there, but we saw, we saw a lot of him in Belleville and kind of similar to another guy we're going to get to, Christian Yarosh. I really thought him and Lajoie were going to pick it up and kind of dominate in Belleville. They had the NHL experience. They were kind of the top two guys that were slated to stay in Belleville, and it's a nasty Belleville team. So I really had a lot more hopes for him. I don't think he's going to see much more NHL time, to be honest. I think we kind of saw what he had. It didn't really it didn't really look great after that kind of hot streak died out a little. And he was just average in Belleville. I don't know what you think, Ross, but he I found he's kind of lost on the ice a little bit. And without the puck, he was hard to notice. So I just, I don't see him leapfrogging any of these defensive uh, prospects and jumping into the NHL. So that's where I've got Max Lachois. 
Yeah, I even have him in tier below. Um, yeah. So I was going to wait for you to say it in tier four. I've got him in tier five. I just don't see it, really, as a defenseman, too. He's not the kind of guy that's going to box out players in front of the net and, and beat them with strength. Um, I don't see him really having the the awareness in the corners to to get pucks in transition quickly and t- to be his his slender size and to be kind of an offensive defenseman going up in the ranks with over 40 points twice in the WHL. Um, you need a bit more from him um, in the offensive zone. And when you look at his AHL stats over, he's now played three seasons. So he's played all three seasons with, um, I mean, the one he played 56 games in the NHL, but has played with the Belleville Senators three years in a row, 107 games, five goals and 33 assists. So it's just underwhelming numbers. He was one of the only players on this Belleville team, regulars at least, who were a minus this year. And albeit a minus one, a lot of the, his his other guys, Labrie, Lejoie, uh, or sorry, not Lejoie, I meant Sayarosh there, um, they were all high in the pluses, like plus 20 and above. So to see that, it's a bit of an outlier and that worries me. Um, what, what I can tell you is he's going to get another opportunity at some point to prove himself, whether it's on the top pair in Belleville, which would push him towards your part of the rankings. He's going to have an opportunity. So it's, it's about him getting strong and using this time off to his advantage. But just in, in from what we've seen in Belleville and what we saw down the stretch in the NHL level after that hot start, it's, it's going to be an uphill battle, I think, for him to be an everyday regular at the AHL or NHL level. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of, that's kind of where I have him. He's got one more year left on his deal. I think, like you said, the Sens give him one more chance. He's going to play some good minutes in Belleville. And then I think he'll probably get with another team and another organization after that, as we're going to get to a lot other uh, defensive prospects that are definitely going to be uh, more priority in the roster slots than him. So one last chance for Lejoie. We'll see how it goes. Another kind of interesting wrinkle, the Athletic, who uh, obviously does great work when they're not talking about Hall of Fame uh, inductees because that roundtable is a joke. But everything else they do is great. Um, And one of them they did recently was a mock draft of what the Seattle team could look like. And it was Max Lajoie from Ottawa. And I don't that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I can see that because he's a guy that, uh, yeah, you could have on your top. uh, Where's where's their team? Regardless of where they're playing. Producer, we don't have. We'll uh, we'll look it up. Yeah, definitely. Uh, regardless of where they're playing, I think he could be one of the top guys uh, on that AHL team for Seattle. And if they run into some injury problems, you know he's got some NHL experience. You can plug him into the bottom pair if you need. So we had the one discrepancy there in terms of Tier 4 and 5. We've got another one here. I have Yarosh in this next tier of Tier 4 being a top pair AHL guy. What makes you believe that he can be an everyday player at the NHL level? You have him in the next tier, Tier 3. Yep, exactly. And I think the key here is projection. I don't think he's going to be starting uh, in the a- or sorry NHL uh, next season. He'll probably be with Lajoie in Belleville. But and this is the thing. I really hoped Yaros and Lajoie were going to have a better year. But I think the difference between Yaros and Lajoie is Yaros provides a game uh, style much more similar to Boro. And there's not a lot of those guys in this franchise's depth system on defense, at least. And I think he can handle the NHL because he's got the size and he's got the toughness. Like, he's the kind of guy where you said all those things that Max Lajoie doesn't do good, boxing out, getting in the corners. I think eventually he's going to be good at those things uh, with a little more time. I think Yarosh's role is going to be, 
he might spend some time in the press box uh, with the Sens, but I think he's going to be kind of a plug-and-play guy. If you know you're going up against a bigger, more physical team, you can plug him in there on your bottom pair, or he can fill the roster spots when guys get injured. I don't think he's going to be a steady NHL defenseman, but he's right in the middle of, um, right now, he's right in the middle of the AHL and the NHL, and I think with some work, and if he can really focus on being a tough, shut-down defenseman, he can be a bottom pair NHL defenseman for sure. Yeah, he was really overwhelmed in the NHL last year. And it was an unfair situation, playing on what was the worst team in the league many nights. Um, played 61 games, so even 10 more than Lajoie played. Um, those two just got torched, especially when they were on the ice uh, at the same time. But I thought a step forward, I, I just don't think he's going to wow you offensively. He has a good shot. like, And when I don't say wow, I mean like, it's, I think it's going to be tough for him to to beat the ten points he had at the NHL level in his rookie yeah. year. I I just if if you want to if you have room on your team to make him a, a bottom pair, like hit shut down, like he can be more valuable than Andreas Anglund, of course. Yeah. But I just don't know how high it it can really get. Now, if guys who we're going to talk about later can can establish the dominance of that right side uh, in JBD and Lassie Thompson. Then I think he could slide in nicely in that that six seven role, sure. But I think that he's going to play the mo- the bulk of his career at the AHL level, and that moves us into who we all believe will be NHL defensemen at one point in their career and for a longer period of time. So who else is on that third tier with Le- with Yarosh for you? Okay, uh, so now we move into guys who I think can definitely stay on a bottom pair. I'll, I'll start with uh, probably the most veteran guy of all these guys. Uh, maybe not, but Nikita Zaitsev. Um, you know, he's a, we talked about him on a couple episodes ago when we discussed the Cody CC trade. Zaitsev is a competent NHL D-man. I think he's just, with his contract, the way it is, it's good money for a long term. And the Leafs got a little excited when he had one good offensive season his first year here. Um, he's overpaid, and that's the problem. People think he's a bad defenseman, but I think if you use him on a bottom roll and you use him more uh, appropriately, I think he's going to be a solid NHL defenseman. Now, do you want to be paying a bottom pair NHL defenseman $4.5 million for the next couple of years? No, but that's the situation the Sens are in. So um, that's where Zaitsev comes in for me as a bottom pair D guy. Yeah, 24-25, he will be a UFA. So uh, lots of... Nikita Zaitsev in the future, and I agree uh, that he'll be in in the top six. Um, the underlying numbers though, have not been good um, for whoever plays on the pair with Nikita Zaitsev any given night, and that worries me going forward because he was being used in all situations, even on the power play, despite yeah. really not producing much offense to to say the least to put it like I think so. that's where DJ Smith was trying to catch that spark I think in his first year with the Leafs he had like 15 or something power play points like he was racking up the points on the power play so I mean <laughs> Ottawa didn't have a lot of other options uh in that regard so I think he was just trying to catch some lightning in the bottle there but fell flat yeah fair enough Mike Riley not a guy that's gonna wow you Artem Zub signed a one-year one-way contract so we kind of have them thrown in that category all right now we got to move into the more exciting the top half who we believe are top four top two nhl defensemen but before we get to that we have to tell you about rockauto.com you know they're a family business they specialize in serving auto parts online to their customers and they've been doing it for 20 years it's so simple just go to rockauto.com and you'll be able to browse for auto and body parts from hundreds 
of manufacturers. They have everything. I'm talking engine control modules. I'm talking brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks. Best part? delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate quickly. Look through all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand's specifications and the rock bottom prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com, they're always reliably low and the best for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Look, why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? It's ridiculous. Just go to rockauto.com right now rockauto.com right now and look for all the parts available for your car or truck and just put in locked on in the how did you hear about us box that way they'll know that we sent you support a great website get the parts you need and support the pod they've got amazing selection reliably low prices they've got all the parts your car will ever need that's rockauto.com pillsy there's two debates i want to have with you in the top tier of the Sens D prospects. Let's get number one out of the way. So just as they do the draft lottery, you know, they go five, four, three, and then they pull the winner out before talking about the loser. So it's Thomas Shabbat. It's the NHL's leader in ice time. This kid is already a top pair NHL defenseman. What's the ceiling for this guy? Canadian Olympic team? Why not, right? Like, I'm I'm not about to say Thomas Shabbat is the best Canadian defenseman, but it's not too yeah. crazy to yeah yeah exactly it's not too crazy to say he's going to be one of the top seven. I think that's definitely something you could see. And you know what? He could even be in Norris debates coming up uh, in the future, right? Like again, I don't think he's he might not win a Norris, but I think he'll be firmly in the discussion of top five, uh, maybe top ten defensemen in a couple of years once he gets a little more help around him. So Thomas Shabbat so is so smooth. He, he is he's the guy you want like he's the guy and all you have to do is look at a highlight pack from him and uh, that smooth deke he had around that pigeon leafs defenseman uh last season will show you all you it need knocked to see him out right of there. the nhl Ajganov, <laughs> yeah. see you later I... get to the khl how about the uh it's over the vince carter after the ot winner against nashville and I saw a highlight. I think it was Everyday Sends posted on Twitter. He's got great content too. Lots of good memories on there, just like we do at Sends Central with our photos of the day. How about Weirkoch celebrating in front of the Habs fans yesterday? But there was a, a video of Thomas Shabbat's first NHL goal. Power play goal. Assisted Matt Duchesne. Just put it on a tee for him. One-timer. Water bottle. See you later in Nassau Coliseum. Yay. I hope at least. Because if it was at Barclays, that's a tough place to get your first NHL goal. Anyways, Thomas Shabbat. People for, do people forget? Let's let's remind them that this guy won World Junior MVP as a defenseman. How many defensemen can you say accomplished that feat? He had 10 points in seven games. Back well, and in- he had MVP of the Q, too. This guy's just racking up MVPs. Yeah, ridiculous. That year, he had 23 points in 18 playoff games. He was a plus 29 in 18 playoff games like this kid has been bringing it at every level and we would also like to take this opportunity to thank the boston bruins for um choosing zachary sinition and best part is of those three picks right before shabbat was taken by ottawa they took his defensive partner in saint john Jakob zaboral they watched thomas shabbat play with that kid all year and decided that's the guy we need so thank you boston bruins for doing that and ottawa Senators fans 
it's going to be not too shabby for the next eight years while that kid is locked up long term. All right, moving on to the second tier. And a lot of people, we did put this out on Twitter to rank your tier. So go have your say there at Send Central. Lots of people have Brandstrom in the top one. You and I don't. Uh, actually, correction, Ross. I do have Brandstrom no in the way. top. Yeah. Um, I, I just think. All right. What, what makes him in that same class? You just heard what it takes to be in that class, how we describe Thomas Shabbat. I don't see Brandstrom in that same category. Well, the key here is projection. Right. Obviously, Thomas Shabbat is already and has been a top pair defenseman already. Like that's that's cemented. He's already there. Eric Branstrom is not there. But I think in a projection, like you said, three to five years, it's not that crazy to think he could be there. He turns 21 this September. And again, this is something I don't want to compare him to Zaitsev, but it's something where people have this kind of predisposed um, judgment of Branstrom because he was the piece of the Mark Stone trade. So they're going, oh, wow, it wasn't worth trading Mark Stone for Branstrom. But the thing, like, he already has some pro experience. He was doing really good in Chicago before he got moved to the, the Senators and then played in Belleville. But he's he struggled in the NHL last season because he was forced into that role. Like, he was not ready. I think they wanted to give him a look. I think he got way more than a look because of injuries. And uh, we talked about 16 defensemen playing in Belleville. It's kind of a mess in Ottawa, too. But I think one more season and a deep playoff run in Belleville I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised if Branstrom could put up 50, 60 points in the AHL in a full season with that stacked Belleville team. And then, you know what? We thought it was going to be Calder Cup run 2020. Let's shift that back one year. Calder Cup in 2021, Branstrom being a big part of it. And then he comes into the NHL. He plays second pair uh, behind Shabbat and then give him a, a few years at that. And I don't see a reason why you can't have a guy like Eric Branson playing on a top pair if he develops as he uh, is projected. We heard Craig Button uh, praise Eric Branstrom uh, in our interview. If you didn't listen, make sure you listen to part one and part two of Craig Button interview. But Button had high praise for him as well. So I think with time, Branstrom can be that defenseman. Yeah, Craig got me fired up when he, he said to ask Brady Kachuk what it was like playing against Branstrom. Maybe it'll take a couple more years. And keep in mind, he is, get this, a week and a half younger than Brady Kachuk. So he's in the draft before Brady, but Brady being the early birthday, they're basically the same age. So you you have to take that with a grain of salt. Defensemen known to um, take a little bit longer to develop as well. And as a 5'10 defenseman, like transitioning to play against men and yeah, you can say that he had that season in the um, in the Swedish Hockey League last year, but even still, you, you take some time. So I'm willing to to hold out, but for for now, I just have such a high thought in my head when I think of Thomas Shabbat, and I just don't see him in that same class. So that's why I have him in two. And joining so wait, him, wait, 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 before yeah. before we move on, so you're saying you don't think Branstrom could be a top sixty NHL defenseman? Mm. right 30 teams two guys top pair yeah when you put it like that i mean maybe right right around that cutoff um yeah maybe right around there i i I just don't see him topping out as as like a top top guy like we mentioned the canadian national team i don't i just don't see him being a top i don't think it's fair to compare to shabbat though like shabbat is a top top elite tier defenseman I, yeah, I think Branson will fit in somewhere around top 50 in the NHL someday. I don't think that's too crazy, whether it's with Ottawa or not, depending on how things go. But 
I think he's got the skills, he's got the hands, he's got the hockey IQ. All it's going to take now is time and hard work. Well, let's see if he can put it together. And we know that he'll be playing pro next season. We know that JBD won't. He's got another year at North Dakota. He is clearly entrenched in the top two. I guess we'll list them off here before we have our, our final debate, before getting to our Sen Central citizen. It's Thompson, JBD, and Christian Willannon as a top four NHL defenseman. But we also put out a poll, and I'm actually a little surprised so far. Still lots of time to vote, but JBD as the most more excited prospect to the, to follow over Lassie Thompson, 66 to 33. Were you voting for JBD? No, I voted for uh, Lassie Thompson. I think not to knock down JBD. I'm obviously really excited about JBD too, but I think there's a little Canadian bias there. I mean, when you got a Canadian uh, guy, he was, um, he was a rock on that defensive uh, uh, core in the world juniors for team Canada. And I think JBD is going to be a great player, but I just I don't think he's gonna be exciting. I think he's gonna be sort of a, a Chris Phillips, Mark Mathot. Well, not not the heavy hitting like Mark Mathot, but he's gonna be. Although more, he can throw his body around. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I don't know if anyone can throw the hips uh, like no. uh, Mathot could, but you know what I mean. Like I think he's gonna be a great defenseman, but I don't think he's gonna be exciting. Whereas you look at and may, we'll we'll get into Lassie Thompson right now. I guess then we if you look at Lassie Thompson, the Tom bomb is just unreal. I was watching. Shout out uh, Sen's prospect. I mean, I feel like this segment should be unofficially sponsored by him. We All tagged the tagged him in the poll. Good, good. All the great highlight videos and highlight packs he's put together for these prospects made this a lot easier to do. Especially Thompson, you don't get to see a lot of the Finnish league. All his goals are one timing Tom bombs. Like he's. From anywhere in the offensive zone, he can set up and wire one past the goalie. I can't wait to see that in Belleville because I think he's going to be on the top pair in Belleville. And especially if he gets the power play time, we could see a lot of goals from Lassie next season. Yeah, playing pro this season, scoring seven in 39 games is pretty impressive. And you go back the year before in the WHL with Kelowna, 17 goals in 63 games. So this guy just has an absolute cannon on him and shows leadership qualities as well. He was named captain of the Finnish world junior team. I'm actually with you on that one. I had last Thompson in front of him as well. So go have your say at send central. And as we were doing before the draft, and of course it was such a busy time with trying to figure out what is going on and wrapping our head around the fact that the Sens draft. Hey, did you know that actually the Sens have two picks in the top five this year at the draft? No. Yeah, pretty sweet. So we have to uh, take a break from our Sense Central Citizen, but we are back and really excited to have Laleem's Martian on as the, I believe, fourth Sense Central yep. Citizen. Um, so without further ado, we get into some good stuff. Just a nice chat with Laleem's Martian. Here it is. All right. We're very pleased to welcome Laleem's Martian to the Locked On Senators podcast. We're going to keep that anonymous. He's doing something great on Twitter. Some sends merch giveaway. So if you don't already follow him, you have to at Laleem's Martian. We'll start with that. What gave you the inspiration here to start, um, I guess, cleaning out some closets? Yeah, a little bit of that, I guess. And thanks for having me, Ross. I'm, uh, I'm a fan of the podcast. I think what you guys have going on is uh, it's pretty great. So thanks for having me. But yeah, uh, you know, I, I've seen a few other Twitter giveaways going on. You know, I thought I'd give it a try myself, try to build the following a little bit and also uh, help Sens fans out, give them a little bit of positive news, if you will, you know, help out a couple of lucky followers by uh, setting them up with, uh, with some giveaways. So first one we have going on here is a little Clark MacArthur uh, bobblehead. You can hear him rattling around here. I got him right on my desk. So 
That's awesome. Well, you're also kind of carrying the conversation here and getting it away from the draft, which we know will dominate a lot of uh, the Twitter feed throughout the summer. But your first one, how you're going to pick the winners is whichever story you like best. And with the first one, you're commenting on your favorite Sens memory. I'm going to hold off. I am going to ask you that soon. But first, we always ask all of our Sens Central citizens, how did you initially become an Ottawa Senators fan? Good question. So um, I actually, so we moved to the area when I was probably, uh, I, was, I was seven years old, 1999. And my, my dad actually bought season tickets to the Sens when I was pretty young. Perfect so, time, right? When they were getting good. Yeah, exactly. So I, I came on there and, uh, you know, we used to drive an hour and a half after school to get to the games. And I would have probably fall asleep on the way home most of the time, which is probably a bit of a bummer for him. But Always had a really great time at the games, you know, when I was young. I used to, I used to be on the Jumbotron pretty often, dance for my dinner with, for the graffitis, uh gift card. So, uh, you know, I've got a lot of really great uh, experiences as a Sens fan growing up. And, and obviously, uh, you know, they, they dug their claws in pretty deep with those great teams with me. And I, I obviously, uh, I'm not going anywhere as a Sens fan. What is your favorite Sens memory? I know you're probably not qualified to win your bobblehead here, but we'll take yours as, as one as well. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm going to answer this question a little differently, I think, than most people will. You know, a lot of people will talk about all the great, uh, you know, games and, and goals and experiences that they, you know, watching the games and things like that. You know, a lot of people will pick Bobby Ryan coming back, and I was actually in the building for that game. But I'm not going to go that route. I'm not going to pick, you know, Clark MacArthur scoring against Boston. I'm not going to pick Tourist scoring against uh, New York. I like to pick something that, that's a little bit closer to, to my heart. And, uh, you know, when I was at those games as a young kid and growing up, you know, I had a lot of great personal moments with players and, and uh, you know, with, with the staff in the arena and things like that. So, you know, I used to sneak down for the warm-ups when I was a kid and, and get really up close to the players and see how big they were when I was when I was really young. And, and one of my favorite guys to watch during the warm-ups was Zidane Chara, and I think he kind of realized my infatuation with him because I would always tap on the glass when he's going by and kind of yelling at him, things like that. So he used to pretty frequently take slap shots, you know, from the slot and miss the net purposely and hit right where my face was in, in the glass. And that was always a great time and things like that. And, um, you know, Chris Neal, I was one of those kids who, who he threw a puck to over the glass. Pretty special moment there. Things like that. Another funny story just from those warm-ups there real quick, Ross, is uh, it was probably 2001. So I think it was Cliff Ronning. I don't know if you remember Cliff Ronning. But yeah, was, of course. Nashville, last... right? Well, so no, it was New York Islanders at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was um, a bit of a journeyman, actually. Yeah, I think at the end of the career there, he was, he was skipping around a little bit. But he was floating around during the warm-ups with no buck it on looking like a total beauty and uh you know he snapping it around and then we were kind of sitting off to the side me and my dad and he looked over as he was cruising through the slot with the puck and he uh no look shot top cheese i, I can't remember who's in that it was probably di pietro <laughs> and uh you know no look shot bar down looks over and gives us a little wink and he's just kind of cool cat and that one also stuck with me so lots of great memories in the bar that's too. awesome we can pinpoint exactly because cliff ronning ended his career with the islanders had one year so it was either di pietro Garth Snow or Wade Dublowitz that uh, was getting lit up there in Doobie. warm up. I like to think it's Doobie. Let's yeah, go with that. Oh, everything was buzzing over his shoulders. I, I think don't he was think, like I five six. I don't think Doobie was getting many many games in. Was no, he? no, he played two that year. But we'll always have that shootout where they eliminated Toronto in the last game of the season. They weren't even playing against them. But yeah. I, I know everyone in Toronto was watching that one closely, and uh, I want to say it was the Devils that beat them. Anyways, it kept them out of the playoffs. So. Uh, and Tim and Sid used to always say smoke the doobie as, as a nice little aside too. Um, if I was going to get in on this, I'd have to say the entire Hamburglar run, if that can be oh, considered yeah. one moment. Yeah. Just like the, the build up. It was like, oh, cute, nice little run. Oh, 
uh, two shutouts in Southern California back when that was the, uh, the trip of death. And then, you know, you start picking up steam and wow, could they really do this? And then that culmination, the game in Philly, even the game against Pittsburgh before where they were down three, nothing, but then Philly last game of the season, getting in steel snipe, Sally, the Mark stone story to, to end it all off. But that whole hamburger run was hamburglar run was just so ridiculous. So, um, if you're, if you're looking through all your comments and that one comes up, make sure you give that one an extra little send central bump on it. Yeah. Um, so they can find you on Twitter at Laleem's Marsh and one of the best follows going. I uh, love the meme this morning there with the <laughs> going around with the movie villain, the real villain. And yeah. I think I'm ready. Are you ready to forgive Danny Heatley? Yeah, I think I am. I, I think he brought a lot of great memories too. And you know, that, that shot that he had and, and so many goals, I think two fifty goal seasons and one that was pretty close as well. Like that's just some epic stuff right there. So I, I definitely am. I'd love to see him around. I'd, lo- I'd love to hear, hear him in the media a little more too, make a couple of appearances. I know, I know he's a bit of a character and he stayed pretty quiet over the last few years, but I think, yeah, for sure. He would be, he would be somebody that I could definitely forgive. Yeah. Maybe a little too- ring of honor, eh, Ross? I think so. Yeah. I don't know if we're retiring number 15 anytime soon, but no, no but when you look at it, it's just absolutely insane that he played like nowhere near the most games in Sen's history, probably like, between 20 and 25th, but he's fifth all time in goals as a Senator, like 180 yeah. goals in 317 games. That is absolutely absurd. Um, I, f- I forget what they were celebrating, but I remember listening to TSN 1200 and uh, Mendez said that he reached out. Uh, he got a quote from him. Mm-hmm. It was about, uh, I think it was Alfie being in the hall of fame. Maybe. Oh no. You know what it was? It was before that it was when TSN unveiled their uh, all time teams and they, oh, were, right. they were trying to get him on for that. And he wrote something saying that he has nothing but good memories. Anyways, the kind of the PR move, but uh, yeah, it'd be great to hear from, uh, from Danny Heatley. Thank you so much for being a Send central citizen. Make sure to keep up the good work there on Twitter. We love following along. Hey, it's my pleasure. I appreciate you having me on and keep, keep up the great work with the pod. Okay, Brandon, right at the end of that chat I had with Aleem's Martian, I asked him if he was ready to forgive Danny Heatley. What's your take? You know what? I'm a forgiving guy. Danny Heatley was one of the most electric players the Ottawa Senators ever had. 1507, you ever heard of it? 1506, yeah. He was part of one of the most dominant lines, and I don't feel bad saying this, in NHL history. Like, that pizza line was one of the best lines ever. And you know what? The Senators, they need as much alumni love as they can get these days. So I would gladly invite Dana Heatley uh, back into the Sens' arms. And he's, he's just an interesting guy. Like, I think anytime you have a camera on Danny Heatley, you're going to get something interesting. So uh, to answer your question, yes, I will forgive Danny. From the organization that brought you forgiving Alexi Yashin, I think it's only fair that Danny Heatley sees his day back in the light. Have your say. Let us know what you think. Is Danny Heatley's 180 goals, back-to-back 50-goal seasons? He's fifth all-time in goals by a senator, and he played 300 less games than the guy who was in 10th on the all-time games played. So just some quick math tells you how nasty he was, and always a good YouTube search for uh, Danny Heatley goal highlights because the puck is literally never on his stick longer than two seconds. It's ridiculous. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. Look out on Monday. We're going to have the Sens Central tier rankings for centermen. And then Pilsy will do wingers on Wednesday. And we'll have Parley back. We'll get back into the Sens Central draft rankings. Lots still to get to as we await the return of NHL hockey. And most importantly, the date for the NHL draft. Have a great weekend, Sens fans. That's been the Locked On Senators podcast where we've got your team 
every day.